0: I end up sitting on this bridge, I stand up on it. People are walking and driving by, not a word. People are walking like two feet away from me, not a single word. It's painfully obvious. I was looking for a reason not to, and and I was hoping like someone would stop and no one ever did.
1: Now, if you are a suicide attempt survivor and you'd like to talk, please reach out. Hello at SuicideNoted.com on Facebook or Twitter, at Suicide And check the show notes. There's another way you can reach out to us, via a recorded message. You can learn more about supporting or sponsoring the podcast. Learn a little bit more about our presentations and programs. And know we'll be making a few changes in the coming year. Nothing will change in terms of you being able to hear these stories by these survivors once a week on Mondays or, or whenever you listen to them. But some other opportunities to get more involved and support this cause. I will keep you updated on that as soon as possible, I promise. Finally, keep in mind, we are talking about suicide on this podcast. It may not be a good fit for everybody, so please take that into account before or as you listen. But I do hope you listen because there is so much to learn. Today, I am talking with Trent. Trent lives in New York. And he is a suicide attempt survivor.
0: Brent, how are you? Doing well. Today is a good day, yeah. Hey, today's a good day. You in New York? I am, yeah. I'm a first-year student. I'm going to Fordham University uh, up here, all the way from California.
1: All right, California to New York. I grew up on Long Island, for what it's worth. And really? Brent, uh, the better part of my Late 20s and 30s
0: in in Queens and Manhattan. It's a beautiful place. I love it.
1: Yeah. It's, I wish I miss it. I just wish I didn't go broke and get sick. Uh, it's a tough place to live when you're either of those. But hey, man, I'm glad you're enjoying it. Thank you. What part of California are you from?
0: I'm from the Bay Area, uh, San Jose, pretty close to San Francisco.
1: All right. Are Morning. you going to go back after college and do a startup of some kind?
0: I plan on staying here wow
1: we've got you yep
0: i've always wanted to i've always looked forward to it we
1: got the northern california kid we sucked him into the big apple and he ain't going anywhere i love
0: it nope 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 nope. so you have like an east coast soul i do and i have some family up here so it's still pretty easy all that's an interesting sort of
1: backdrop for the conversation we're about to have because right now it all sounds rosy
0: it does it's a new experience but you know, not every day is rosy, but still, generally, it's pretty good. I came here because I think it would be a good thing to, you know, maybe at least change one person's life a little bit. I mean, that's what that's what I've been listening to your podcast for. It has helped. It's probably one of my biggest helps.
1: Tell me, how did it help you?
0: Yeah. So I think as people who've um, maybe gone through attempts, tried or even like heavily considered it, talking to people is really hard because many don't understand someone who has like uh, gone through that experience and really the only true way to like find someone who has is like hear stories or even talk with people. It's just hard to find people to talk to that really understand. Like some people may think they're helping, but they might not be. So I think that's um, what's really key. I think you just nailed it. In fact,
1: believe it or not, I'm not much of a writer. This is why I do a podcast. But I have been thinking about putting something together to to address that very thing, very specific. People who think they're helping, and they're not. That is a weird space. It's like, how do you communicate with, let's even say, not only someone's helping you, but like you both care about each other. Yeah. And they're going to probably stay in your life. But, (sighs) hey, I know you mean well. I'm not trying to role play the conversation here, but it's like, ooh. Yeah. You mean well. Oh, I see what you're doing there. You want me to get better. I got it. It's not helping right now.
0: And it's, it, you know, it's not anyone's fault either. It, it really sucks that way when someone means well. Sure. Well, right. I would agree. I mean, and, and by the way, we don't have to agree on everything. Yes.
1: We don't learn it. Yeah. So how could you really expect people to do it? I mean, it, it, it's it's almost an unfair ask. But it's a weird thing not to learn given the stakes. That's a strange combination for me. We do learn a lot of things. If you've gone to public school and hopefully it was an okay school or private school too, you learn stuff. Yeah. Because presumably as a culture, we value that stuff. This is going to help you in life. But we don't learn this. Maybe in like some Quaker school somewhere they do that shit.
0: You don't really, I mean, there's like a push for it, like as time goes on, but it's like, it's really rudimentary and really it's
1: very rudimentary. And it's often a lot of acronyms and they're not, they're not actually very
0: accurate. And I, I won't round it because they don't want to really face exactly. it. It's I, like I... you're saying you're,
1: you're dancing around. It's rudimentary at its best. Yeah. Hmm. Trent in New York from California found the podcast, got something out of it, but then you did something else and you said why, I think it was, and you'll tell me if I'm wrong. Maybe somebody will hear it, like I heard it, meaning you, and they'll feel a little better.
0: I think my main goal was like, I think I have like a a slightly unique kind of story or upcoming. I I found it hard to like find people that like relate with like similar experiences or stuff like that. So I, I hope to like be that kind of person for someone out there, hopefully. Yes.
1: I always ask this question. And I haven't figured out the best way to sort of, how, how do you start these conversations? I mean, we've already already started. Yes. We're talking about this big thing. What do we start talking about? Your grandparents,
0: your parents, when you were three years old, the teacher that was not night, what do we do here? I think we start where the problems arise. So with my story, like, it's interesting, you know. I was raised, I was very fortunate. I was raised with um, I had a really supportive family. I was pretty smart in school, I had a lot of friends and all that. Life was going pretty great up until like my junior year of high school. You know, mm-hmm. that's kind of when COVID hit, but it wasn't because of that. But like my point is, like, I didn't have many struggles in life. I was raised very fortunate. Problems still arise, and that's kind of like the point of why I'm here. Like, no matter how good a life may seem problems will always arise and it's hard because I never knew how to deal with it. Cause I hadn't before. Right.
1: And you're not even talking about like, so people will reference famous people often because that's easy references. Like you absolutely, you know, so Anthony Bourdain, look, we don't even know what his life was actually like. So he might tell you it was, we know some things cause he's famous. Yeah. You're not even saying that kind of thing. You're saying actually my life was good. Family, friends, school, they were good. However you define good. Yeah. And people will hear that I imagine. And some will say, well, then I don't understand Trent. I don't understand what happened and what led you down that path. If things were good, those things can't coexist
0: together. And you know, it it comes from that idea. It felt like my problems weren't worthy or like I shouldn't have them. And I'm like taking up like you know, I go to therapy, I was taking up someone else's spot who maybe needed it more than me it took me a long time to really come to grips with that. And how that is um, selfish to myself, right?
1: What's the first time if you remember, it's actually not that long ago, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, what what's the first time junior in high school, things are mostly good. And they're not like what happens internally or externally
0: where you're like, Oh, shit. Yeah. So I had a lot of buildup, you know, um, Anyone from uh, you know the Bay Area knows that it's a rat race there. Like people push hard, and if you fall behind, you fall behind. So you really have to like push yourself, push yourself, push yourself. In my junior year of high school, um, my problem started arising. Like r- actually, right as I finished it. So going into summer, I come from a pretty smart family, so I- I'm being pushed all the time. So I decided to take like a uh, advanced math class over the summer, calculus. It's horrible. I would never do it again. Eleventh grade, pre calc. I dropped that shit fast. <laughs> that, oh my God, that stuff is hard. I have to force myself to like it now because, you know, I'm in business. So I got to like learn that, all that. So. so 11th grade, summer, getting intense. Yeah, so I'm taking this class. I'm working like uh, four hours a day. It's like a school. Day. I'm working four hours a day on it besides weekends. Uh, I, I get a job. I, I work at a, a brand new Dunkin' Donuts just to, like get stuff on my resume and whatever. So I'm working. Uh, I have my math that I'm doing every day. I do have a uh, girlfriend at the time. We go into summer. Well, It starts getting a little sour. She breaks up with me. And I never really understood why she'll tell me whatever. Or not anymore. I don't talk to her anymore. But she told me. And I like never understood why. Um, it leads me to like think of reasons on my own. I get off social media. Stop talking to friends. Stop talking to family. And all I do is work. Go to sleep. Is the word isolating? Or does that not apply here? Because are you isolating? You just you just hustling. I never really thought about it that way, but I would say I was isolating. I didn't want to talk to anyone. I didn't even care about like the money I was making or the work I was doing. I just wanted to just get through my days as fast as possible, move on to the next po- part of life. I just was like stuck in like a limbo of like not feeling any purpose, any emotions. I mean, my life was monotonous. Yeah.
1: When's the first time, if you can recall, when you started to think about suicide?
0: Yeah, that was. Um... That was November of that year. So it was 2020. So we're into COVID. You're now a senior, I think. You know, I'm still uh, not really talking to people. I'm just like going through my school days. You know, I have some friends and whatever, but I just like go home and just like kind of rot in my room.
1: In that time, and this is not a commentary or a judgment on family or friends, does anybody ever say to you, hey, Trent?
0: All the time, my family would ask me and I go to the same answer and I still use it today. I go, I'm fine.
1: Oh, the I'm fine
0: response. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's horrible. It's a horrible habit. And I think a lot of people, I found, I found it to be, there's, there's no good that comes out of it. In my opinion, to me,
1: I always think of it as you're surviving. Hmm. And to me, that response in that moment, and I'm not a therapist. I know that comes as a huge surprise to me. It's surviving. It really is. In that moment, that's what you feel like you needed to do to just get through, presumably. So I frame it a little differently, but I'm also on the
0: outside, but I'm not living your life. You know, I used it. I could see, people can see that that way, but I use it in um, a sense that like, I want to end this conversation and just be by myself. Yeah. You know, keep further isolate.
1: Right. By and large, isolation almost never leads to good things. No. Absolutely. So I like this. We're almost setting it up. There's some foreshadowing here. All right. So take us through if you would. November, you start to think about it. And you know, I go a little granular with this stuff. So if it's too much, mm-hmm. you'll let me know. When yeah. you see thinking about it, does that scare the shit out of you? Are you looking forward to it? Are you? What's the sense around it?
0: So I think the thoughts would like come in. I'd be like looking out the window during class, not really paying attention. And it, it started to begin with like, I wish a car would hit me. You know, I didn't deliberately do it, but you know, no one, uh, I mean, yeah. I, did, I wouldn't make anyone like, Sad that I did the action myself, like, sure, it'd be a tragic event, but I didn't do it. Right. So I was wishing for stuff like that. And then, you know, that always leads to um, the thoughts of doing it yourself. Like, you have different ways to do it. Yeah, so that was, like, my October, November. We moved towards December. I'm, I'm like, more alone than ever, you know? I'm not talking to anyone, no friends, nothing.
1: And how do you cope? Are you
0: drinking? Are you drugging? Are you cutting? Because that's,
1: that's what people do to cope, right?
0: Yeah. I was not drinking. Uh, I started smoking like a little later. Once I turned 18, got my legal med card, whatever. I do my homework and I lay in bed, listen to music. You know, I'm not really doing anything horrible. I'm just thinking about it. And not sharing those thoughts with anybody. I started therapy, my therapy treatment in August of that year. So I'm only sharing that with my therapist right now. Nobody else at all.
1: And does your therapist, because a lot of conversations that happen here, sometimes it kind of backfires when you bring that shit up, right? Depends on the therapist, depends on how it's framed. So your therapist, it's okay. You can talk about it.
0: My, I got, I've heard horror stories about people with terrible therapists. Mine was fantastic. He's the only one I've ever had. He was so helpful, so great. And I'm blessed. I really am. But, you know, conversations were really, really challenging. Um, After December, After my attempt, brought it up to my therapist. Since I was uh, under 18, I had to tell my parents. That was a really challenging conversation. Um, Actually, I didn't tell them about the actual attempt because I didn't really tell my therapist. I just told them about self-harm and other stuff I did. So even to this day, they don't really know about what went down that night that I tried.
1: Are they maybe going to hear this podcast?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'll probably mention it to them, I think.
1: Do they or anyone else know that you're on this podcast talking to me?
0: They don't. Um, I've told a few friends, maybe four or five close ones. Yeah. But yeah, I plan to like uh, slowly tell people a little bit once it drip out.
1: drip out the content, as we say. Yes. So you said something there that I was a little confused by. It might just be the timeline
0: mm-hmm.
1: in that I guess it's end of 2020, if I understand correctly. Yes. You're, you're, you weren't doing any self harm, but then you mentioned
0: self harm. Yeah. So December was my attempt. Moving past that, it's still like it was early December. So, later December, early January, um, I had some self harm tendencies and that I would tell my therapist about. And then um, I had that conversation with my parents.
1: Got it. So, you started seeing your therapist for a different reason in August. Mm-hmm. You're leading up to early December mm-hmm. where you actually try. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about that?
0: Yes, December 5th. I remember this day because it was um special day for most people. It was uh, my high school's winter formal. Leading up to that day, you know, I've gone to every other like event. You know, I'm pretty uh, fortunate with women, I would say. But
1: <laughs> I love but, it. Wait, 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 This isn't a
0: love podcast. But wait, wait, Are you saying you have some game? I do. I do. I've never really struggled in my life uh, in that department. But, you know, there are times when I like take time off, whatever. <laughs> I'm a little envious now, man. I love yeah. it. <laughs> but one of the only people I was actually talking to at the time was this girl. We had a perfect connection. Like, I swear to God, sometimes I think about it to this day, but not really. Um, i moved past it. But we had a perfect connection into the same things. All of that. She went to a local high school. We hung out right before I was going to ask her to the home, uh, to the formal. She ghosts me. She ghosts you.
1: Yeah, not even just says no more. She actually just you, yeah. which is a kind of a common
0: thing in your your generation, but nonetheless. A little bit.
1: A yeah. little bit. A little bit. Right. Not not an okay thing.
0: It was weird and it was hard because I never understood why, which is like leading me to the same problem of my ex-girlfriend and right. why we broke up. And I just like keep making these um assumptions in my head of what I did. It's always like what did I do wrong? Maybe well, it was not ever my fault, but what did yeah. I do wrong?
1: You, but you don't get to know.
0: I don't. And I, you never get closure and there's no real easy way to move past it. Time take, takes time. Time heals. or
1: Does it? Maybe. Hopefully. Some it has ways. for you, it sounds like in some ways.
0: Yes. So now I'm really like talking to nobody. Um, and I'm just like, all my friends are hanging out. They're planning that day. They're like, oh, we're all going to have pictures at my house we're gonna take a cool limo there. And I'm just like, damn, I guess I'll sit at home. So I'm at home, I have dinner with my family. And whenever I'm sad, I usually like go take a drive, go anywhere. So you know, I, I get in my car, I'm driving around, listening to my sad music and whatever, lamenting in my sadness. Mm-hmm. And my school is uh built, they're like two pretty large bridges next to them. So I, I actually do end up like driving right next to the school, because I'm like, I'll drive by, see if anyone's there. So I parked down the street, right? I'm walking around, have my uh, earbuds in, listening to my sad music. And I walk to this bridge and I just sit there and stare for probably like half an hour or an hour.
1: Is this a bridge where people can walk or drive by?
0: Yes. I end up sitting on this bridge. I stand up on it and people are walking and driving by. Not a word. People are walking like two feet away from me. Not a single word. You're facing the water. It's over like um, uh, uh, like a hard, hard surface, hard surface. But you're facing it. Yes. I'm like, up there. It's painfully obvious. I was looking for a reason not to. And, and I was hoping like someone would stop and no one ever did.
1: So you're not fucking around at this point. You're actually going to go through with this.
0: I was planning to, yeah. Spoiler, I, I did not jump, but I was, I was going to.
1: Spoilers are allowed on this show, <laughs> on the podcast. So what stops you?
0: I didn't intend like when I got in my car and I was just going to go drive around, I didn't intend on doing this. It was a spur of the moment kind of thing. So I never said goodbye to the people that I had to say goodbye to, you know, my sister, my parents, friends, all that kind of stuff. Um, so I was just like, do I do this? And I was like, at this point, yeah. And weirdly enough, the perfect timing, my friend calls me and he, him and my, my, my best friend calls me. he's like, dude, I have some good news for you. I started talking to this new girl. I really like her. We went out tonight and I was like, oh, I'm so happy for you. And he was like, do you want to come over and watch a movie? It's almost cliche how perfectly the timing worked out.
1: Mm. You know, I've had a lot of these conversations. It is interesting. I have seen a pattern that for some people, I don't know if it's quite a pattern. You being a math guy, you can appreciate it. I don't think I have enough data to make it statistically relevant, but The difference for some people of of living and dying is a phone call at the right time. And some people get it and some don't. And I don't know if it's the universe or God or pure random, random shit. Cliche, but not really.
0: Yeah. Sometimes I chalk it up to that as simplicity, but no, it isn't. And what I really appreciated about it is that it wasn't a conversation about me. It was like him just calling me because he wanted to tell me something. It's like 11 at night. I get off the bridge. I drive to his house. We hang out. We decide to take a really, we're up super late talking, having a good time, eating, whatever. And it's like three in the morning. And we decide to go to drive to Santa Cruz. It's like a 40 minute drive, really scenic, really cool driving through the hills. During that drive, I tell him about what I did that night. And Mm. even to this day, he's the only person I've ever gone into detail in person ever.
1: What do you do? What do you say?
0: It was a quick conversation. I, I'm pretty sure he didn't really know how to react, not his fault. All he said was like, I'm sorry, just reach out to me if you need, or promise me that you'll reach out if you need. Mm. I promised him. It, it, was, it was really quick. That's all he said about it. That's all I needed to hear. I didn't even know what I was looking for when I told him. Yeah. But yeah. I just wanted Sometimes, something. Yeah. Sometimes we're just going to get it out. Yeah, He's the only person I've ever told in person to this day. Mm-hmm. Do you think that'll ever change? I think with time, I, I'm uh, a little more public about it now because I am really uh, advocating on raising awareness and sharing my own story to help someone, you know, uh, yeah. it's my biggest interest is probably men's mental health, especially.
1: One question about that night, we don't have to harp on it forever here, but mm-hmm. from what you shared to go from that to that night, because you wanted it to, we were talking originally framing this whole thing around. Mostly things were good and that happened. And I'm hearing it. Mostly things are good. Then it gets rough for several months. Mm-hmm. Now, you might not like me for saying this, but I'm going to say it. Some people go through hard things. They never get on a bridge. What is the difference, do you think? And this isn't a judgment, I promise. I know. No, what is the I... difference between, for you or others, do you think, and I obviously you can only really talk about yourself, but things are going bad and I'm seriously considering, and, and that night I almost did it.
0: What What's the connection there? Part of it was just like every day I was just like seeking a reason, a worthwhile reason for staying every mm. single day. So even like arguably not so long of a time period, a few months, like every day stacks up. That's like a hundred days mm. every night. I'm like, today wasn't a good day, maybe tomorrow. And it just, it's, it falls into a pattern. You know, sometimes you might be looking for um, a bad day and you might find it. You could always find a bad day. It, all the reasons were stacking up, and I just felt like had nothing to live for. Since I grew up um, pretty well, uh, I always like in the back of my head knew that like I had potential and whatever. But even like growing up in the Bay Area with all these like geniuses around me, <laughs> yeah. all that kind of stuff, I'm like, wow, these kids, these kids have it. They have it on lockdown, and I'm just like, yeah, what do I even have anymore?
1: Fucking hate the competitive nature of so many things.
0: It. I'm not
1: saying there's another way to do it. There probably is. I get that it leads to all kinds of good things in the world. We make cool shit. <laughs> uh, but man, from like first grade, it starts. It's maybe it's earlier. It is damaging. Yeah. It is damaging and it never really stops unless somehow you can carve out a life very intentionally
0: for that to be mitigated or reduced. I couldn't even see a solution on how to fix it. It's that big of an issue and that like prevalent.
1: Right. And maybe they're more. Northern California, New York, maybe in certain places it's more. Since December fifth, twenty twenty. So it's like twenty two months ago now. Have you ever wished, man,
0: I should have jumped? Not that night, because I didn't say goodbye. I can never do that, especially to like certain members of my family, you know, especially my sister. I could, I could never not say goodbye. I, I've heard like how, how hard that could be for someone who has someone like I have friends who have, um, sisters, siblings who've, who've, uh, killed themselves and they mm-hmm. never said goodbye and how damaging that could be. Even yeah. though I'm taking my own life, I never want to. I want to mitigate the damage on um, the people I care about.
1: I mean, you were talking about a couple of women who ghosted you or broke up with you and you never got to know why. Imagine what. Yeah. I'm always I'm, wary. Like I never want to make people feel shitty or guilty for thinking about it. But that is part of the conversation. It does affect people in your
0: life. It does. I always um, chalked it up to like, when I die, I lose consciousness. So nothing matters. I can't feel sadness or anything. So like, whatever. But no, I mean, for the, amount of, for the amount of things my family has done for me, I just could not do that to them mm-hmm. without at least saying goodbye. And that's part of the reason it took so long to jump. And thankfully, my uh, friend called me.
1: You continue seeing your therapist. I know you do because, should I say that? Yes, because you said you actually started self-harming after
0: this. Yeah. So I continue to see my therapist. You could like see this attempt as being like the climax of a story, but it really isn't. You know, life still kind of sucks a little bit. I have the same problems I've been dealing with, all these due dates, all these stuff on the horizon. And I'm just like, I am exactly where I was, except now I feel like I couldn't even do that. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, you know, I start, I take some pills. I never took enough to kill me. I just wanted to know what it was like. Um, you know, I did. Wait, hang- no. wait, what back up? That's the self-harm? Yes. Yes. And then I did also do cutting.
1: This is in the second half of your senior year.
0: Yeah. Now, the intention of those was not to die. No, it was not. I only ever, like, intended to die that one night. All the others was just like, what was this like, maybe?
1: And and while you're talking to your therapist, does he ever give you a diagnosis? And if he
0: does, do you agree with it? I forgot the exact diagnosis. It was, like, something depression. I I definitely did agree with it. Um, And then I had my psychiatrist diagnose me with, like, OCD and stuff like that. And depression again. I agree with that. But at least with that, there's like ways that they could kind of help me a little bit more, you know, with medication and stuff like that.
1: So for you, medication, yeah,
0: helpful? It it does help me. I notice it. Like if I forget for like three days in a row, which I almost never do now, I will notice it like pretty severely. Mm. A lot of people I hear like say it doesn't really work, say it might work, says they work. But for me, I I really do. Yeah. Uh,
1: So you've had the conversation in which you shared about that night with one human being Mm -hmm. in person. Mm -hmm. I guess we're kind of in person. So I make number two. Sure. Not actually, I, you know, I can't shake hands, but you know. Yes. And eventually you might tell more people, but you know, by proxy, people will hear this. They don't know who you are. They'll know that you love New York and that you're from California Mm -hmm. and yeah, I would imagine if you want to do any work in the mental health field, it's a pre- pretty important part of that is, hey, I, I, I went through this thing. Lived experience, I suppose we say.
0: You know, I don't carry any um shame about it or anything. I feel like telling my story doesn't bother me anymore. I just think of like, if it helps one person, then I'm happy to do it.
1: I imagine it will. I'd hope so. I mean, you know, sometimes you never find out, but. Uh, That doesn't mean Johnny in Nebraska didn't hear this and be like, oh my God, this is really helpful. Yeah. Makes me feel a little better or whatever, whatever it is, right? Yeah. And so, and it also sounds like you have family and friends, like you have a network of support.
0: I have a very supportive family in a lot of ways, but especially where like I grew up, therapy, mental health wasn't really talked about a ton. Really? So, like, in
1: Northern California, that liberal bastion?
0: You know, people go to therapy. I heard it a lot, but like, in, especially in my family, like it was just not a thing at all. Okay. Uh, the family that I see mostly immigrant family, um, you know, they... You are
1: an immigrant family?
0: Yes. My uh, grandma did immigrate. From where? China.
1: Oh, I'm looking at you. This is interesting.
0: Yeah, no. Okay. Uh, technically I'm only 25% Chinese. And then the other 25 on that side is German, but they... um. They all passed away. So it's like basically just my Chinese family here. And then um, I'm also Jewish.
1: You had a grandmother who's Chinese. She Mm -hmm. either married or had a child with a German man. Yes. Yes. That was your father, your mother. That was my mother. That's your mother who's half Chinese, half German. Yes. She's here and meets a Jewish guy.
0: Yes. It is the weirdest mix ever.
1: This is fascinating. And in that particular dynamic Mm -hmm. you the family ends up on the
0: west coast Mm -hmm.
1: but they don't really deal with and or talk about mental health stuff so much
0: they never talk about it Um, but when i started going to therapy and uh when i started trying to be more open with my parents because that's one of the goals i had my parents started opening up a little bit you know Um, they started uh talking about like experiences they've been through and stuff mm-hmm. like that, you know, I won't go into detail on it, but, um, you know, yeah. my dad, I remember he shared like some really personal anecdotes that I, I still will always remember and appreciate. And it's weird. Cause I never, um, I can never imagine it from him, but when he shared that it was like a vulnerable moment and I could see he was really trying to connect and help me. You know, we went out to dinner that night and he told me about his experience.
1: You know what I hear when you say that I hear several things, but one of them is you started that
0: conversation.
1: And that's interesting. It sounds like you created the space for them to talk and open up.
0: Yeah, I was kind of looking for that. It has always been so hard for me to uh, really open up to my parents. You know, I love them. I love talking to them, but it is really hard to like tell them what I'm struggling. Even when I had to like do that in therapy in that one session where I had to tell them about my uh, harm and whatever, I didn't look at them all day. When I was telling them in like the therapist room, I was looking at the window, talking to them, like looking out the window. I couldn't, I couldn't bear to see it. It was just too hard for me.
1: So when I asked about the support network, it's a yes, but kind of, right? You've got people, mm-hmm. but, and and you love them and they love you. Yes. But certain things are still tricky to talk about.
0: It's so challenging to talk about with people who have like seen you all your life. Yeah. You know that sure. better than anyone else besides yourself. It is hard to tell them that you're really, really struggling to like the top extent.
1: And I would imagine, and this applies to my life when it goes on for a long time, I think that they kind of know you're struggling, but at some point we've heard this for so long, what can we do? And I get that. I mean, it still kind of pisses me off, but it's like, okay, you know,
0: they, they knew I was, um, having a really hard time even before, um, December, um, you know, my mom actually suggested a uh, therapy for me for, you know, I guess I can get into that reason. It was, um, I'm, uh, into going to the gym, bodybuilding, whatever. So, you know, that goes hand in hand with dieting. I would go out with my friends, you know, we'd go out to like shitty restaurants, you know, I'd have a burger and I'd go home, take a shower. And while I was in the shower, I would just feel like sick of what I'd just eaten. And I, um, ended up throwing up a lot um, some days I would throw up like three times a day. This is high school. Uh, yes. Yes. It was, this was the summer. So I didn't have school. So after every bad meal I'd had, I would go home and throw up in the shower. It, it got to be a point where it was like pretty obvious. I was lo- I lost like 25 pounds, maybe wow. I it, uh, it was really audible. I mean, my mom would like call me and, and I would just be like, yeah, I'm, I don't really feel good. I have a fever cold or whatever. <laughs> Eventually she like called me in her room one night after I threw up and I was like, kind of like on the verge of tears. I was like next to her bed and she was like, have you considered therapy? And up to that point, like no one's ever, I I honestly, I was naive and I was like, I I thought I would never go to therapy. I never wanted to. I thought it was for like people who were like really going through huge, huge struggles in their life. But I was so desperate for a way to kind of like fix my self image and stuff like that, that I was like, yeah, um, I'll try it.
1: Wow. Well, I'm glad for you and your mom for asking that, question i have to tell you i am surprised your generation you're like my niece's age i just had a sense that like everybody talks about therapy they might go to therapy and i'm wrong
0: it's not that not a lot of people went it's that not a lot of people talked about it so after i went i started opening up to my friends that i go to therapy and more and more of them started to open up. that's kind of where it all came into place like people go lots of people go now most of my friends go actually now but not a lot to choose to talk about it, especially with people who don't go, you know, it's a little bit of a yeah. conversation. I'm glad that like, as like I was graduating high school and all of that, they're starting to implement a lot more of like education about that, or at least trying to, especially at my school. But a lot of people talk about it, like a lot of kids, social media, especially they talk about it, but it's like t- time for like institutions to kind of
1: sure. get in. There. Man, that's a tough sell. Well, I would say this, you know, probably way more about what people are talking about. In your sort of demographic, I mean, do they talk about it? Is it more like
0: memes? I think there's a lot of like self deprecating jokes, stuff like that. I think generally a lot of my demographic talks and knows about it, you know, posts awareness, whatever it may be. I think one thing I do appreciate is like on social media, there'll be like, especially during September, you know, mental health month and week and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, there will be a lot of posts about it, a lot of awareness. People will like start telling like bits of their stories and whatever. I-, I think it's like a beautiful thing when people come together and do that. I think it's a good use of like social media and stuff like that. But yeah, no, you're right. There's a lot of like self-deprecating jokes, a lot of memes, a lot of stuff like that. A lot of like people in their own like communities, like m- making jokes about each other and whatever.
1: They have different entry points and different ways of expressing. Sometimes yeah. it might sound a little bit meme or it might, be, but that's what they can do. Yeah. By the way, if anybody hears this, and there will be people, plenty, uh, that hear it, uh, it is no longer, quote, suicide or mental health awareness month. Uh, You should still hopefully keep talking about it if you're comfortable. Now that it's October, uh, when it's November and December, and for the rest of the year until we're into September of next year, uh, that's just a fucking month and a name, and we shouldn't stop, please, if you're okay okay. with it, because we need more than one month. It's weird to me that we have a month- But you're right. It's good to, for some people, that might be the difference in starting. Yes. I go on my little rants. (laughs) If you've heard the podcast, you know, you make a very good point about the changes institutionally, which generally take a long time and move very slowly. Last week, I did this podcast live in person. National Alliance of Mental Illness, and they had their conference. They said, "You want to come and do it live?" I was like, "If you can work out the tech part of it." So we found somebody to interview. Very interesting, very real conversation, very real Q and A. Afterwards, I thought, you know, that might be kind of a cool thing to do that more often. But I, th- I think it is. But here's my here's my here's the rub. A place like NAMI is open to it. Let's say I contact Fordham University. I'm going to come in there and have a real conversation with somebody who's an attempt survivor. Here's the problem. I don't know if it's a problem. I think it's a problem. If part of it is to facilitate an ongoing or larger conversation with people in the audience, if that's part of it, you got to be careful what you say. Because if you start talking, oh, I'm in this open, safe space with this bald guy and this nice guest and he or she is so open. I'm, guess what? We live in a culture where the police can come and I can't guarantee someone's safety. And I can't not have the conversation; otherwise, I'm not doing what I do. I don't know how to reconcile that. Can't can't guarantee your safety, man. You're going to talk about it.
0: Yeah. I, I it. never thought of that. That yeah, that's a troubling thought. I would say. But.
1: <laughs> I feel very comfortable with the work that I do and
0: I think it's fantastic that
1: you share. And I know some people don't agree with it, but I am okay with it. And by and large, I've gotten very little pushback, I have to say. So that's been a pleasant surprise. Anyway, I'm stop talking about me here. Have you ever had a conversation with somebody? I think you said you have who tried.
0: I had conversations with people who have had family members who've killed themselves a lot. Um, I I have had a few conversations with people who've tried, you know, It's not really like going into details about like how or whatever. It's more like it happened. I'm here now I've Mm -hmm. grown a little bit, at least it was like, it's more like an eye opening experience. Like, wow, if I really want to be here, I need to change, or I need to get some help, or I need to like understand this a little bit more. That's more of like what those conversations kind of go through in my experience.
1: Most of the students at Fordham present probably similar to you. They're in decent shape. They're smart. They're walking around. Yeah. I mean, not all, but you don't know what's going on, of course.
0: Yeah.
1: Now you wonder, because remember the original sort of part of our, one of the original things here was like people like you, good families, good life. Right? Some of those are on your campus. Some of them are not like that. Some of them are. Mm-hmm. I wonder how many are walking around today. Is it a nice day in New York today? A little cold? Um. Pretty nice, actually, it's sunny. You got some cute girls walking around, cute guys walking around, whatever it might be. Yeah. How many of them you think are thinking about what you were thinking about
0: uh, in uh, late 2020? I mean, not a tiny amount. Some. Absolutely, some. I feel like it's 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 a much bigger it, not issue. It's a much bigger notion than people really make it out to be. Thinking about that is humongous among teens, among adults, among young adults especially. Right. It's like in the environment of like work competition, you know, stress. It's just like, it feels like everything just stacks up in like some big, big figurative monster sort of, and kind of just crushes you.
1: Yeah. And I also think part of that, all those things adding up is I tend to believe people do want to talk about it. Not everybody. Some people are freaked out. I'm not going to tell anybody. All right. My gut is mostly people do they're really wary about how that conversation is going to go so they Mm -hmm. for understandable reasons don't do it uh that's one of the reasons why i think what we're doing here is a good thing because and part of it's probably that we're kind of strangers like you were saying earlier when someone knows you for your whole life it's a little different but i wish people had more people to talk to about it who understood how to engage and it's not rocket science and also with professionals there wasn't the risk of immediately getting whisked away into a fucking hospital. That's probably really not going to help you. Cause I think that's a really p- big part of the problem that actually leads to a lot of suicides.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I do have something to say about this. So with professionals, it's it's pretty hard to open up for a few reasons. Like, you know, you could worry about the hospitalization, like the legal side of it, but also when you're paying someone to listen to you, it, it doesn't always feel genuine. It feels artificial. It feels like, what am I doing here? Like, I, I love my therapist. He was great. But sometimes like, I couldn't help but thinking like, I'm paying you to do this, you have to do this. I think in my experience, like talking with people who have attempted, when I say that I have the conversation is more comfortable, like you could see them like visibly, like, you know, relax a little bit. Wow, you've been through this too. So you know what to like, you you can kind of know what to say, how to react. The only way to have like a really positive conversation, like sure, like therapy is good sometimes, but I think one of the only ways is to like talk with someone who like really understands it. You know, it's hard to find, of course, you're going to have like the awkward, like, do they really understand this? But
1: well, sure. I mean, there's always a limit. You're not that person. Yeah. You can go through the exact same thing, but I got a, I got a question for you. Mm -hmm. I've never been married, right? Hmm. Yes. Somebody, a friend of mine comes to me is having marital problems. I haven't even been close to that world. But I could still be apathetic. Yeah. I can still listen. I'm not, uh, that might be a weird comparison, but I don't know, man. Yes, it helps to go through stuff, but the actual process, for lack of a better word, or the actual way we engage, I think you can still do a pretty you good know, job without having done the thing.
0: People should be better, but, <laughs> yeah. but I've experienced like so many like sour conversations that I'm just like, I'm not even gonna try. I'm not even gonna like, I'm not even gonna, um, yeah, have You make a fool of yourself to me. Yeah. Like, I'm not even going to like even attempt like, but it should, it, it, that's wrong. It should be, everyone should be generally empathetic or be able to like, kind of know how to navigate through this. They should have learned.
1: Well, why do you think we don't learn it or teach it?
0: I think we don't learn it or teach it because we learn and teach math and English and history and all that kind of stuff. And that's what people see. That's why that's how you get jobs. That's how you get paid. I think a lot of stuff in the system is pretty backwards.
1: If suicide attempt survivors <laughs> design school curriculum, it might be a, might be a little different. Look, I'm not. I think math and English and those are, they're very important. I'm not suggesting they're not. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: I, I mean,
1: having gone through this, mm-hmm. do you have any myths? This is the myths question. Do you have any m- myths that you'd like to dispel? Or
0: I prefer framing it as call bullshit on. I kind of touched on this earlier, you know, maybe I don't know how like how many people believe this, but like after your attempt and you survive, it gets better. No, it absolutely does not. It's like getting better is not linear, like it it should be like so widely known. It's not at all, you know, it's like it goes up and down, up and down, up and down. It could get worse, but people will sometimes think that like, wow, you're here, you must be so happy now. And I'm like, Sometimes, sometimes I have worse days. Like it does not just go uphill. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of my problems arose from like looking forward to like large events and being like, wow, this is going to be so good. This is going to make me feel better. Like, especially like with summer, mm-hmm. you know, I would look forward to it. I'm like, I'm going to have the best summer, make all these plans. And then when it disappoints me, I'm like, wow, I just waited all that time. I was going to, I was going to feel happy again. I was going to like be cured in quotes, but no if I was to like talk to my younger self, I would say I would like manage my expectations a little bit on like what Mm -hmm. life is. And, you know, (laughs) not necessarily say like summer's going to be great, but like actually like curate my own life to be what I want it to be. Cause really in the end, it it is up to me whether I want to get better or not.
1: And it's up to you whether you
0: want to live or not. Absolutely.
1: Good segue to, do you still ideate?
0: There's always a possibility, Right. Like, I went through 16 years of my life saying, like, no way, like, I would never do that. But then, you know, it it happened. And I'm so I I would never count it out.
1: It's a possibility. Yeah. It's a rather humble, it sounds like a rather humbling experience.
0: It is. That that happened. And now it's
1: it's like, all right, I'm not going to say it's impossible because you didn't think that was going to happen. And it happened.
0: So it can happen to anyone. Anyone at any time, no matter what. That sounds scary. No one's safe. Um, No one's safe. It is. It is a little bit scary. I won't lie.
1: If you had one piece of wisdom based on what you've gone through to those people out there who are in positions of support, whoever they are, and I do realize that's a very big ask of me and you don't know them, but what would you say if they're dealing
0: with somebody in their life who's going through some really hard times? I think... I would give advice to maybe not like a professional, but like to a friend. I like what my friend did for me. And he just like thought of me, called me, and we didn't even talk about what I had done. We just found something happy to share. Yeah. You know, maybe if it was like, take your friend out to like the movies or something, take your friend out to dinner, you know, just like spend some time. Really like I was, I was doing nothing at this time. I was going to work. I was, um, doing my math. I was, uh, having school, whatever, whatever it was. And I would just like, go home. Like I wasn't yeah. doing anything when I wasn't adding anything to my life. So one thing I would do is like, give someone what they like to do, you know? Yeah. That's what I wish happened to me a little bit more.
1: Do you think that you'll listen to our podcast episode? You want to hear your voice?
0: I think I will It'll be weird, but I, know. No, I, think I will. What, uh, what are you studying? You said business? Yeah. Business finance. All right. That's where the math comes in. Do you like it so far? I do love it. Fordham is a great program. I, I couldn't imagine a better major. Wow. So it's really fun. I, I'm really enjoying life here um, so far. You know, a school is eh, it has its ups and downs, but like the people here are pretty great.
1: That's so interesting. I, I, I taught at a high school not that far from Fordham, man. I was up in uh, Washington Heights, which is right um, across uh, from the Bronx. Yep, and I actually yep. graduated. I went to the Manhattan campus, but um, we graduated. Uh, I got the ceremony at Rose Hill, which might have been the only time I was up there. It was prettier than I expected. I don't know why I wasn't expecting. It a
0: beautiful campus. It's and a, it's
1: got some grit to it in the neighborhood, too, which is kind of cool.
0: It does. It, yeah. No, the culture here is like all Fordham. Like, it is pretty great. I love the culture.
1: Most people will not know what you and I know and that the mascot is the Rams. Mm-hmm. And that the name of the van that would transport people. Oh, my Ram God. The Ram van. van. Yep, the Ram Van. The Ram van. van, which some people misinterpret what that means. Just the mascot. Don't misinterpret that.
0: I. Oh, my God. The amount of people like I'll mention Ram Van on the streets and they'll like give me weird looks and all that stuff. And I'm like, right,
1: right, right. I, I mean, you don't know. What else, Mr. Trent, would you like to talk about?
0: I would like to touch a little bit on what my life has been like since. Perfect. I'd like to say like sometimes I've reached like my like rock bottom a little bit or in my recent years I have and I've gone up since then and I think what's really special is I could like look in my hindsight and really like analyze like what happened, what went wrong, what I could do better. It it gives me hope that I could like be like I'm here now. I like where I'm at and I can come back from anything. It really like kind of just inspires me on my own, like self-love journey. Do bodybuilders use that language? Self-love journey and a bodybuilder? What are we doing here? Uh, You know, I've been a little bit lazy about um, eating right here. It's hard to eat right in college. Everyone knows that. uh, Trent's a little bit of a renaissance man
1: here though. I like it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> you know, I've, I've been um college for like two months now and, you know, I've had some horrible days here. Like, sure. I always have horrible days sometimes, but you just got to like move past it and find something the next day.
1: Yeah.
0: It's just not falling into the same pattern of school, go home, school, go home, school, go home. You really just have to like find things to do, find people to hang out with just like vary your life a little bit. So that's kind of where I fell into in the old trap of just work, sleep work sleep
1: was today a good day before we got on
0: i had one class today one 50 minute class so it was a great day i've been having a pretty great few weeks met a nice girl you did yeah i'm gonna ask her to be my girlfriend by the time this comes out wait why don't you just do that today i'm gonna do it friday planned out a little something you know fordham has a a pretty nice like field right in front of like their big building if yeah i'm gonna like have a little like picnic there you know make it nice, make it, make it special. Mm. And yeah. Have the two of you meet coming to Ford. I'm like, no, I'm from California. Right. So like no one, I didn't know anyone like from my area going across the country. So like, I met people online, whatever, Talked like talked about like music, taste, whatever. And I met her through her roommate who is like one of my closest friends here. Mm. And yeah.
1: Yeah. If you guys will not see Trent right now, but he's glowing. Oh, my God. All right. He's got a little lady in his it. life. That's all good stuff, man. That helps. That
0: it helps. does. It does. I totally agree.
1: Well, number one, thank you for... Um, wait a second. I I just have... To wait. What? We missed a very important question. Then we're going to close this bad boy out. Of we missed one question. The question is, how did you find the podcast? Because it makes me wonder... What somebody who's by and large doing pretty well is putting the word suicide in a whatever search search bar somewhere.
0: I am the biggest Spotify listener and fan ever. And I loved how they added podcasts and I'd always like listen to like cool psychological podcasts and whatever. I was scrolling through my like recommended for me and yours popped up. The name enticed me. And I was
1: I'm on recommended shit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I clicked on it enticed me and I listened to a few episodes and I was like, wow, this is really interesting. I've been listening for a while.
1: Now this is the last question. Wait, so what's the difference in listening for a while? And then I think the first time you reached out was by email, right? That's how we've been talking.
0: Uh, A few weeks ago. Yeah. Right. So
1: what was the impetus there?
0: I would like listen to these episodes and I never... Or I I, I struggled to find people kind of like mm-hmm. in my age range, but like right. more specifically, like with the same, like come up that I had.
1: And that was enough or in part enough of the reason say, I'm going to reach out.
0: And I wanted to just like kind of make a difference. And I was like, wait a sec. This has always been in front of me the whole time. I could like try to do this and try to help someone.
1: Awesome. I want to tell you, and you already know this, but anybody who hears this, because you might've been one of these people who, you might've been somebody who emailed me and said, I'm not sure if I'm a good fit or if I'm eligible. Was that you? I did. Yeah. Right, I want to let anybody who knows this or who hears this, excuse me, if you've tried or if you've ideated and you've been in that space, however you define that, you're eligible, you're qualified, you, anybody, you don't have to be. The only caveat here is the only real caveats is if it's something like, if you just tried, it may not, it may be too soon. Mm-hmm. and also age. And I don't know where the number gets drawn.
0: I also waited until I was 18, just for like the legal reasons, if there were any.
1: I don't know what they are. I don't know if anybody has oh. the answers there, but I'm just yeah. trying to be ethical in my own way about it. Yes, so. yes, yes. I'm glad you reached out. I'm glad you found the time in your dorm in the Bronx. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And you're, you're, you're still kicking it. It sounds like you will be for some time. Hopefully. Uh, with, with a gal.
0: Yes, this is, yes lovely gal lucky lady i really appreciate what you do it is like admirable it is so great helps so many people
1: let us hope i appreciate those words man of
0: course thank you so much all right trent
1: you are the man enjoy school and i'll talk yeah. to you soon. all right thank okay. you so much take care God. bye As always, thanks so much for listening and all of your support. Special thanks to Trent up in New York. Thank you, Trent. If you are a suicide attempt survivor and you'd like to talk, please reach out. Hello at SuicideNoted.com on Facebook or Twitter at SuicideNoted. You can check the show notes for an additional way to reach out by leaving us a recorded message. You can learn a little bit more about how to support sponsor the podcast as well as some of our programs. Maybe you want to learn more about Suicide Noted and have us come to your campus or your community or your organization to have these kinds of conversations. However you are involved, however you participate, we really do appreciate it. So thank you very much. And that is all for episode number 139. Stay strong, do the best you can. I'll talk to you soon.